This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, not all European leagues are active across Europe over the Christmas period, with significant winter breaks taken in Spain, Germany, and these days France, of course. But don't despair, betters. We're still going to find some value for you, even if it means looking outside the traditional big five leagues. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. You're with myself, Dan Robert, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is also with me. Will White is with us again for the fifth straight show, Will. Are you getting bored of us yet? I'm not quite sure how it's happened, but you have won enough times to earn your spot this time around. Certainly playing away from home as well today with the, uh, with the <laughs> lack of fixtures across Europe. So, um yeah, I think the odds are stacked against me this week uh, with Daniele, uh, uh, a real Italian Serie A expert. So we'll see how we go. Yeah, indeed we will. Uh, great to have Daniele uh, back with us, Hello. Daniele Fisichella, uh, who is back to take up the challenge. We are Serie A heavy this week, but um, we'll see what Steve's got for us as well. We've got six picks. We've got our hot dogs as well. We've got some leans also, hopefully, to give your betting accounts a bit of a bump ahead of Christmas Day. We threw out the invitation uh, Steve, obviously, to the boys to, to play away from Serie A. I didn't expect uh, Daniele to, and probably not will either, if I'm honest. But you have taken up the challenge with uh, with some interesting plays and leans and, and so on this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had RJ on the phone. Um, I thought I was going to have to go <laughs> to the likes of Vietnam or somewhere like that. But um, yeah, Belgium and, and Portugal later on, uh, you know. But uh, yes, that time of year, uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. This is really our christmas show isn't it dan yeah it is yeah, um, yeah. for the european uh so appreciate everyone's support over the year and wishing uh you know, great festive greetings to all out there indeed we are um let's kick off with the one game that is in spain incidentally atleti against sevilla will gets the first pick this is a saturday 10 15 a.m a kickoff atleti plus uh, minus 220 uh sevilla plus 575 the draw plus 360 great call from will in midweek with Atleti, both teams to score. Yes, hopefully you followed Will in there. It was a really good plus money play. Um, and we were just speaking before we started the show, Will. I mean, it, Atleti have changed, haven't they? They have changed. And I'm not 100% certain that the, the market has reacted to the way that now they play football. They went a man down, but still look to attack. Yeah, I think that was really the perfect storm of two teams where, you know, the market had a perception of both being quite defensive-minded teams and coaches and uh, you know the eye test showed the complete opposite really over certainly over the, the sample size of this season then with Atleti stretching back to last season post World Cup so that was the perfect storm um, this is a slightly different setup of a game and, and both teams to score has been priced up quite a bit shorter. So not the same opportunity here, but hopefully we'll have a few more throughout the season to come with that letter, uh, sure. Yeah, let's hope so, because it's it's an interesting story because there is still that perception about um, Cholo Simeone. Uh, they take on Sevilla. Um, new manager bounced, uh, scuppered our, our hot dog in midweek and we were uh, laughing about it on WhatsApp for a while because uh, it literally dropped um, just moments after we finished recording the show. But, Will, you are predicting that uh, Sevilla's new manager bounce 
will end at the Metropolitano and it will last just the one game. Talk us through your play here. Yeah, Dan, so the bet I like here is Atleti to win and under four and a half goals in the match, which comes in now at minus 129. It's just ticked up to minus 129 overnight. Um, we've spoken quite a bit about how poor Sevilla have been this season. And ultimately, I'm not really convinced that they have experienced a new manager bounce. Yes, the result looked great on paper, 3-0 away win to Granada. But actually, Granada were the better team in the match, um, and the underlying metrics showed that. Granada probably deserved to get the win. Uh, they certainly didn't deserve to lose 3-0. Um, if you look at the Sevilla goals, the first came from a very cruel deflection on, on a Danny Pedrosa shot from the corner of the area, very much against the run of play. The second was a Luis Ocampos stunner from 30-plus yards out. Uh, and the third was kind of a classic thumping Sergio Ramos header but Granada really had the the majority of the run of play in, in, in the rest of the match. So for me, um, I'm not convinced yet that Sevilla are back. Uh, they do have the talents. They're still really stretched by injuries, though. And uh, it's been a long season for them thus far with a stretched squad. So on the other hand, Atleti played out the very exciting three-all draw at home to Getafe, where we were on the both teams to score. Uh, they played more than half the game down to 10 men after Stefan Savic was sent off. And they were leading actually until uh, until the 87th minute. They were they were winning three one, and um, Hetafe scored two late goals to to take a point away from the Wanda Metropolitano. I think Simeone will be fuming that Atleti uh, let that lead slip, um, and I certainly didn't see enough from Sevilla uh, to believe that they're going to get anything here from the game. But uh, the minus 220, it's a bit too short for this show, and so I had to try and find a way to boost that price a little bit. And the, the the under four and a half uh, looked quite attractive in terms of the boost in price that we get for that. And it has hit in 15 of 18 Atleti games so far in La Liga this season and 15 of 17 Sevilla games. So for me, it looks like quite a nice addition to boost the price. One word of warning, um, Atleti will be missing Stefan Savic and Mario Hermoso for this game. Both uh, starting centre-backs for Atleti. They're both suspended. But I think Atleti should be okay as long as uh, Jimenez is good to go. Otherwise, they'll have to bring in, uh, well, they'll probably start his Poliqueta anyway, but they'll have to bring in uh, Caglas Sochunu, who, uh, you know, we know about from his time at Leicester, but not the not the most secure of centre-backs. So, yeah, Atleti to win the game, under four and a half goals combined at minus 129 is my pick. Steve, what's your thoughts on the play? I, I like the goals in this game. If I was to have a bet on this game, it'd be over 2.75. Or both teams score, yes. I think there's obviously a new manager syndrome at Sevilla. You know, Kiki Sanchez Flores, he seemed like their fifth manager in 14 months. Um, literally have more managers than Watford normally have. And they brought in a former Watford manager. So, yeah, I, who knows with them? But they're going to be feeling a lot better after winning, even if they weren't playing that well. Atletico Madrid, a different sort of side now, aren't they? They're, they're not this 1-0 merchant anymore. Got a few missing players um they, they should maybe bounce back at home Sevilla have never won a La Liga game away to Atletico Madrid since 2008 so that's a bit of a mental hurdle isn't it so yeah it, I think we we've got a few uh, betting uh, videos on the site at the minute Nigel Seeley's been doing some you know when to play the nil nil draw and things like that I think we need to put a put a video out there when to play the same game parlay because that's, there's so many different concoctions we can do now Dan we can and Will's got the extra value here by playing win and under four and a half. Didn't work out for him with the Barcelona game in midweek, but.
but um, the chances of a really big win or, or something like that is, is unusual here. So Atleti to win under four and a half goals is to pick from Will. Um, let's bring Danielle in for Inter against Lecce. And also Will's <laughs> got to play in this as well. So we'll go back to back with plays and we will get Steve's thoughts on both of them. Uh, Inter minus 480, Lecce plus 1300, draw plus 540. Uh, Danielle, just first of all on the Scudetto, they're minus 455 to win the Italian top division. Are Inter good things? Is that how you see it when it comes to the title? Well, if you look at the numbers, they are on course to repeat uh, Napoli achievement last season. At the moment, they are go 41 points. If they win the last three games, which are considered easy, but will be on there in a moment, they'll finish the Girone de Andata, so the first round of fixture with 50 points, same as Napoli last year. But actually, at this stage of the season, Inter have scored two more goals than Napoli last season and considered six less. So obviously, they look the value, they look the strongest side. Juventus minus four points. There is the big question mark will Juventus be fitter comes March because they haven't played in Europe will Juventus bring a couple of midfielders in January to strengthen the squad but yeah has things stand of course Inter huge huge favorites despite yesterday disappointment Coppa Italia holders knocked out by Bologna lost 2-1 at home in uh, um, extra time uh what's the play in this one um because I know you had an initial play which I'll talk about in a second but uh, you you swapped your play out for for a prop bet here so talk us through that one so my pro- my prop bet is Inter to have over 6.5 corners which pays uh, plus money plus 102 against Lecce at home we mentioned Inter uh, numbers of course we know Inter are much stronger at the back compared to last season they conceded 15 goals less kept 11 clean sheet but I expect them to dominate the play and create a lot of chances however however uh, will they score a lot of goals this is the big question mark and this is why I've changed my play from the initial Asian handicap minus two because yesterday in the game against Bologna, they missed a lot of chances. They had a lot of chances in the first half, missed them, especially with Arnautovic. Lautaro Martinez missed the penalty, by the way, the seventh miss in the last 20 penalties taken. So not extremely reliable. But the Argentine, the captain of Inter, also picked up an injury, a suspect muscular injury on his groin, which might see him in sideline for this game. The game came thick and fast. There is no winter break. Inter will also have to travel to Saudi Arabia end of January to play the Super Cup potentially two games there. Of course, there is a Champions League looming, so he might be given a rest. The numbers of Lautaro are amazing. 29 goals in the calendar year, 17 this season. The record, by the way, is 32 for an Inter player, uh, Stefano Nyers, in 1951. He might not be able to achieve that record. The next game is away at Genoa. So will he be fit? Without Lautaro, Inter loses a lot, loses the partnership with Turam loses the movements, it becomes a little bit more predictable. Yesterday, Arnautovic missed a goal from three yards out. So that's why I changed my play. But I do expect Inter to add the ball, to, to go on the attack, to create shots, to create shooting opportunities and to create corners. Lecce, uh, comfortable in the table, plus eight on Empoli, 20 points. But if you look at the numbers, they might be a little bit deceptive. Only two clean sheets, no away clean sheets for Lecce, zero wins away on expected points, so expected goals or and against, they will be penultimate. They would have considered nine goals more. Falcone, the goalkeeper, has been outstanding a team that scores a lot of late goals, but coming into playing against the leaders, I think they'll be on the back foot. And I think Inter, if they don't score early, they will pile on the pressure, create opportunities, create corners. That's why I go for the over 6.5 corners in this game. 
uh, plus 102. That's Daniele's first pick. And we've got a pick from Will in this game as well. Um, Will, talk us through your play. Um, interesting one, because as Daniele points out, Martinez is, is the question mark here. What are your thoughts? First of all, I want to say I really like Daniele's play. I think that's some, some great insight into the likely flow of the game and, and, and how it's going to look in reality. And you can only really get that sort of knowledge from a real expert. So I really do like that play. I think Inter are going to dominate this match. I think Lautaro Martinez potentially being out is a problem, though. But the play I've gone for is is, is a real big price. And I think it's a, it's a risky play, but I think the odds are just a little bit too big to ignore. Because um, my first kind of... My first thoughts were it's rare that you see both teams to score yes at big plus money this season, um, as we saw in the Atletic Getafe game. And both teams to score here is plus 120. But that's that's not my bet. My bet is Inter to win the game and both teams to score yes, which has just ticked up overnight to a massive plus 225. Originally, I saw it at plus 205. Would have been happy to bet there. But at plus 225, I think it's way too big to ignore. I think I think this could be a spot where we can take advantage of a stretched and potentially tired Inter defence after they were taken to extra time by Bologna in the cup last night. This Inter defence um, is quite stretched because of injuries. Uh, Denzel Dumfries is out. Uh, De Vrij is out. Pavard is just coming back from injury. He might start here for Bisek on the right-hand side of that back three. Uh, Aserbi and Bastoni will have to be rolled out yet again. They started... Um, both of the last inter games, so this would be the third time that they would be playing in three uh, in six days, having also been taken to extra time last night. Whilst it's true that Inter have the best defence in Serie A this season, uh, I just I just think that the potential fatigue and injuries may take their toll here, and I think it's a decent chance um, to get both teams to score onside at a very big price. This is a Lecce side that have scored at least once in the last seven games across all competitions. Um, I think Daniel is right. The underlying stats do flatter them a little bit, but that's more from a defensive point of view than an attacking point of view. So I was going to back the both teams to score at plus 120, but ultimately it's it's hard to see anything other than an, an inter win, given how strong they've been this season. 13 wins, two draws and one loss. The best attack and the best defence in Serie A. And I was I was quite surprised to see that just adding the inter win to that both teams to score in the same game parlay took the odds all the way up to plus two twenty five. You know that's an implied thirty percent chance that this outcome happens, which which ultimately I think is 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 way too low. So it's a risky big big price pick, uh, probably worthy of being a, a potential hot dog play as well. But uh, but yeah, that's my play. Inter win both teams to score plus two twenty five. I tell you what. Lecce will have a go, regardless of their uh, defensive mindset. They spend an, an awful lot of time defending their own box, as it was last season. But they are eighth for shots in Serie A, and they scored five times outside the box. They won the last two games thanks to two shots, to two shots outside the box, two gifts from the Frosinone goalkeeper who made go mistakes. But if you don't shoot, you don't score. So they will probably, they will probably have a go. They will probably have a go at shooting from distance with the likes of Rafia, with the likes of Banda. And that could create also another interesting bet. You could go for over 20 shots in the game or over 9.5 shots on target. Inter will hit the target. I think Lecce will hit the target as well. So it's, yeah, I, I, I do see them shooting. And as I said, the mistakes, the deflection could always cause a goal in the opposite direction. 
Um, uh, Steve, in your terms, uh, this is a ballsy play. This is a good challenge play from Will because plus 205, plus 225 wins the challenge this week, doesn't it? What do you make of of uh, Will's play and indeed Danielli's uh, thoughts on the game as well and his particular pick? Well, they're both plus money picks, Dan. Um, so fair play there. This is the biggest price we've had anyone pick yeah. out in, in the challenge by far. Not even close, is it? So, no. One thing I will say is Lecce have only lost one match to nil away from home all season. That was at Juventus. So they do like to, as Danielli said, they do like to score goals. The The corner bet is an interesting one. <clears throat> I'm, yeah, I'm not really into corners, but um, the key is, as with all statistics, all, you know, statistics are kind of useless, aren't they, without a reason why. Daniel has explained why he thinks that the, the corners will rise there in, in this game for Inter. So they both look pretty solid selections, really. Um, and, you know, definite value there. I mean, Lecce are actually plus 108 just to score a goal by themselves here, which might interest a few people as well who, who prefer to play it safer. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good info just coming out of this game. There's some really good bets. I hope our listeners, viewers are taking note of this. It's certainly one I'm going to play as well. But you know what's going to happen. Waddle, Waddle Cop is, is the, the bet that Daniele pushed off off the list, which is um, inter-Asian handicap minus yeah. two, probably plus one hundred and five. You know, I hope that's not the case. Uh, I hope everything comes in for the boys, obviously. But yeah, that is the biggest uh, play we've had on the show. And this is match week 18. So well done to Will, win or lose, but it's a value play. Uh, let's get Daniele's second pick as we're, we're going through the picks, obviously staying in Serie A. Roma against Napoli. Roma plus 180. Napoli plus 160 here. Uh, Roma loses at Bologna last time at Napoli. Thumped in the Coppa Italia by Frosinone. Um, I presume, Daniele, it was a weekend side, was it, um, that, that Napoli put out, that Walter Mazzari put out? Yeah, they made nine changes from the game from the team that beat Cagliari 2-1. Not even that comfortably the win against Cagliari, to be fair. But the worrying things for Mazzari is that as soon as he introduced the big guns, Osiman and Guarascelia, Frosinone took the lead and then they scored the second, the third, and the fourth in quick succession. Napoli basically crumbled. Nothing looks easy to them. Nothing looks comfortable. Out of the Coppa Italia for the three years running at this stage. And yes, everything looks very, very shaky at the moment. So this is going to be a really, really tricky one against Roma that needs, of course, a good result to bounce back. Yeah, Napoli are the favourites, as we mentioned, plus 160. Uh, Roma are outsiders just, but that could change come kickoff, which is 2.45 Saturday. That intergame, incidentally, is, is midday. Uh, Saturday. Uh, Daniele, talk us through your play here for the Roma-Napoli fixture. I'm going to go for a Roma-Asian handicap 0, minus 107. So if it's a draw, you get your money back. If the uh, Giallo Rossi wins, you win. A good price, I think, minus 107. And I guess... I understand why Napoli are still the favourite. They are the holding champions. They only lost one away game in Serie A uh, this season. They are unbeaten since uh, against Roma since 2019. But as I mentioned before, even the change of manager hasn't really changed the things for Napoli. They look a hybrid. They are not the Spalletti side. They will never be. They will never probably play again with that confidence. They are not a Mazzarri side either. They ship far too many goals. Only tactically, they look like Napoli from last season with a 4-3-3, but the distance on the pitch are too wide. They struggle a lot to defend in wide areas. Of course, missing Kim, who went to Bayern Munich, has been a big, big loss. But also, the possession that they keep is meaningless. They don't move the ball 
quick enough. They won against Cagliari because they got an outstanding player, who's Victor Osiman, who scored a goal and made one for Barashelia. But you can tell there is still a bit of fear, there is still a bit of a loss of confidence there. When it comes to Roma, uh, they got a partial alibi they were depleted a Bologna without Lukaku, without Dybala, without Zaleski, plus all the injuries, Smalling, Awara, Abram, etc. And that was only the third time they failed to score this season. And now they are under pressure because I think so far they underachieved Roma. They got five points less in the table compared to last season. Uh, they didn't qualify first in the Europa League in a very easy and winnable group. Mourinho said he wants to continue to manage in the future. Uh, he's still very much loved but there are some critics of him for the way Roma play, express themselves. Have they actually improved the way they play? Only four clean sheets for both teams so far this season. So, a bit leaky, really, at the back. But Roma, a home, normally a good value. Only lost to Milan this season. Score in the last 22 games in all competition. Uh, last game before Christmas. There's going to be a massive build-up. Yes, it's going to be like the Panettone. It might be... It might be a underwhelming game, as it often happens in Serie A. In this occasion, if it's an underwhelming game, there can only be one winner for me, Jose Mourinho. Action handicap zero is a little bit safe, minus 107. Yeah, but the push could, could come in your favour when it comes to the challenge. I really like the way that the challenge is shaping up this week. Uh, Will, you like this as a lean, don't you? Just give us your thoughts on the game. Yeah, um, I do like uh, Roma here on the on the. Uh... On the Drono bet or the plus zero Asian handicap, ultimately I don't think there's that much in terms of quality between um, between these two teams. If you if you're going off this season, and it is a totally different uh, Napoli side that we're seeing this season, personality wise, and um, my model suggests Roma should be slight favourites here, even without Paolo Dybala, who I believe is going to be confirmed to be missing for this game. Yeah. They will have Lukaku back from suspension. They've got Pellegrini back in the middle of the park, who's a big piece for them as well. The underlying data just suggests to me that it's pretty even between the two. Uh, both teams actually have the exact same number of goals scored and conceded in Serie A this season, which is an interesting little fact. Um, but despite retaining most of last season's title-winning squad, it just, just doesn't seem to be the same Napoli for me, uh, as Daniele's outlined. And I can just see it being a tight game where home advantage proves to be the difference. So I'd much rather be with Roma than, than Napoli here, for sure. Steve, the boys agree. We've got an official pick and a lean here as well. Roman Napoli, anything you want to add? I'll tell you what I want to add. Why does Jose Mourinho always seem to have the injury excuse under him? I swear on everywhere he, he is recently, I can just picture myself watching that Spurs documentary and he's got meetings with doctors. It's always <laughs> injuries with Jose Mourinho teams. and Or, my or, or, or we could frame the, the question a different way. Why did Roma decide to sign Paolo Dybala, who is a brilliant player, but is very prone to injury? Same as uh, Renato Sanchez, for example. So it also depends who you sign and who you go for. And yes, they do have injuries to deal with. Some of them have been a bit unlucky. Like, you know, uh, Tammy Abram last season uh, broke his crucial ligament. That's pure uh, bad luck. But some others, you know, is the choice of players too. But didn't he play him when he was hard? lame as well i mean he, he doesn't help himself yeah. Mourinho. sometimes anyway look, that's my rant over with Mourinho. um everyone knows i'm not his biggest fan but uh yeah i mean back to this game i saw a lot of people moan about napoli at the weekend how poor they were even though they won um i think they were uh you know managed to get themselves out of jail there so it's not a great phase is it for them but they do seem better away from home 
than at home this year, which might be an alarm bell. But um, yeah, it's, it could be an ugly game. So that's where you, get, you usually give Mourinho the edge. Uh, let's get some hot dogs, shall we? They've been pushed down the running order a little bit as we were uh, talking the intergame with plays for both of our challenges this week. But they were profitable in midweek. Should have been a bit more. We were a bit unlucky because uh, James is, is player shot pick. Uh, only cash after he came on as a sub, so uh, the bet technically void. Um, and our hot dogs uh, also feature the, the Roman Napoli game, which we've just talked about. So let's go to Daniele first of all. This is 2.45 on, on <coughs> Saturday. So not only for the challenge have you gone Roma, uh, draw, uh, draw no bet on the Asian handicap here, uh, but you also think it's going to be tight first half, Daniele. Oh, yes, I went for a classic Serie A big match. First half, nil-nil, <laughs> plus 180. I think we've seen it time and time and time again. You might want to go even for under one goal in the first half. Of course, the price is a little bit less because I think it's going to be tight. And with these two teams low on confidence, it might take um, a stroke from a great player, so either Osimhen or Lukaku to really uh, break the deadlock. But I can't see a very open uh, match. Losing this game uh, would be devastating, would be... Big, big for them, really, because if Atalanta or Bologna pick up three points in the head-to-head, which is a great game played in this match day, the fourth place is already three or four points out of reach for Roman Napoli, of course. Only one of these two probably will finish in the, the top four or perhaps none of them. So, cautious might uh, prevail, yeah, and that's why the nil-nil at half-time, as I said, is a classic, uh, plus one, one away. One, one, yeah, one one eighty is it's, it's, it's a good price as well uh, for that one. That's Roman Napoli. Uh, Steve, um, what is your uh, hot dog here? We have uh, gone beyond the traditional leagues uh, for this uh, show, and uh, Steve, you've got a first uh, hot dog here. Yeah, Belgium Jupiter Pro League. I've gone with Anderlecht uh, against uh, Genk, and the bet is over three point seven five goals plus. At plus 205 it is, Dan. I, I could have just gone straight over three and a half here, but, you know, whilst I'm in this boat, might as well try and Absolutely. buy a bit more off, right? Love it. Uh, so if you if you can only back over three and a half, if your book doesn't offer over 3.75, then you know which bet to go on. You know, I partly also, I also went for this game because I wanted to hear both yours and Will's pronunciation of Genk this time uh, after the last uh, edition. There's some interesting gonk. ways of, of doing Yeah, Gonk. Is it Gonk? Is it Gonk? I don't know. Gank. Gank. It's Gank. Yeah, it is so... Gank. Yeah, I think it making, is Gank. Making, it is Gank. Making sure I'm getting it right this time. Yeah, so why do I like goals here? Both teams average oh, exactly 3.1 goals per game this season. Um, it's quite a big game, actually. Second against sixth, and and Anderlecht growing up, they used to win this league all the time. When I when I was uh, sort of in my in my late teens, um, they've not won the domestic league since 2016-17 though. So, been struggling times for Anderlecht. Why are they better this year? Because they've signed better. Anders Dreyer came in from Michelin mid in the summer. Casper Dolberg is on loan from Nice, and uh, they've both scored a lot of goals this season. So. Yeah, they've got suddenly because they've got goals in them, then they're a lot more of a big threat. <clears throat> and Genk have also uh, found at least six players who've scored at least five goals this year. Joseph Pencil leads their charge, both goals and assists. Tolo Rokodore, another Nigerian striker. They're full of great strikers, aren't they? That nation. Former uh, player over in, in France, I'm aware of. So I think two teams that are going to absolutely go for it toe to toe. 
And uh, I mean, if you just look at the, the recent goal records for both sides, it's crazy. It should be both teams scoring. I don't know which way it's going to go, Dan, but I reckon we can get over 3.5 here at least. So uh, we'll bump, bump up that price on the 3.75 goal line. Yeah, both have been profitable over three and a half. If you've been leveled staking those two this season and 9am Saturday, uh, we've got another Italian hot dog from uh, Will and Daniele referenced this game. Big one for Bologna and at Atalanta. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? What's the play? What's the big price here, Will? I like Bologna to get the win here as my hot dog at plus 185. Um, I think we've got to talk about Joshua Xerxi. Um, I'm not sure that's how you pronounce his name, but two magical assists off the bench versus Inter in the Copper midweek last night. 12 goal contributions this season for Bologna in Serie A. I think the 22-year-old Dutchman um, who signed for Bologna this summer from Bayern for only 8.5 million euros has all of the attributes to become a superstar and um, he's starting to show it this season. But I, I, I like this Bologna team. They, they deservedly sit fourth in Serie A and they're quietly putting together quite a strong, cohesive squad with some talented young players like Sovzerksi, Dan Endoy, Lewis Ferguson and Alexis Saliamakas, who's on loan from AC Milan. They've won the last five games at home, the last three coming against Roma, Torino and Lazio. So, so not the easiest of schedules. And they did manage to rest most of their starters for the majority of the midweek game against Inter. So it shouldn't be much of a factor here. On the other hand, I'm not that convinced by Atalanta. They sit seventh in Serie A, but they have comparable underlying metrics to Bologna. So I don't think we're we're looking at two teams with a huge difference in, in level uh, currently this season. And at the end of the day, if you're getting a match between two evenly matched teams um, with home field advantage at big plus money, I don't see why Bologna should be big underdogs for this game. So I think the price is a little bit too big to ignore. Plus 185 Bologna to beat Atalanta. Daniele, just briefly on that one, you, you concur with uh, Will's thoughts? Fantastic achievement from Bologna. They're not there by chance. It's a team that's been built uh, slowly and with a lot of intelligence in the last two years. Uh, they're not high score inside, only 20 goals scored, but there is def the defense that really is impressive for them. Last season, at this stage of the season, they had conceded 14 more goals. They're all about control, keeping the ball, risking not much. But, you know, Atalanta front three are flying at the moment. Lukman, Pasalic and Muriel so credit to Gasperini for doing it also without the two big signing of the summer Scamacca and Touré Atalanta perhaps a little bit used to be higher in the position in, in, in the table but Bologna you know rested a lot of players against Inter as well I think uh, this is going to be this going to be an interesting one my pick here would be a both team to score uh, I think they play uh, the type of football that uh, you know, allows opposition to to get chances, to create chances, but they're not afraid of taking risks themselves. So yeah, that would be a both a both team to score. But yeah, Atalanta draw no bet. It could be it could be it could be an, an interesting one as well. Yeah, good good one in prospect there. Bologna against Atalanta Saturday nine a.m. Um, Steve, let's get your uh, plays because you've been in really good form for us uh, recently, both with your hot dogs and indeed your regulation plays. You've got one in Italy, one in Portugal, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, the Italian play first of all, and I'll, I'll get Daniel's brief thoughts on it as well. Uh, but what's your pick? Two struggling teams going head to head. Well, you said it there, Dan. Already, <clears throat> it's looking like a Steve Wish theory game, as I used to call it where two poor teams, Verona against Cagliari, face each other. I like goals. I just think in any league in the world, I, I, when two teams really feel the need to win, 
and I think it'll open up. And uh, I mean, Verona haven't won for a long time. They actually won their first two games of the season, then nothing since. But this is a very winnable fixture. Cagliari away from home, shocking record. And, um, you know, they've, they've managed to pick up a few results at home, Cagliari, but away from home, you know, you look at that and you, you any team would target them. Um, you know, obviously, Claudio Ranieri is there at the moment. You, you know what you're going to get with him. They're, they're going to fight. They can do some strange things, his sides, can't they? Um, you know, dilly ding, dilly dang, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, he'll probably he'll come here and surely have a go as well. He's quite naturally offensive, in my <clears> opinion, although you, you never know quite, quite which version is going to throw out. The, the goal line I'm going to go with, Dan, is over 2.25. So there's a bit of security here, minus 130. You can probably get a little bit better, you know, perhaps as, as kickoff approaches. Like I say, Dan, I, I, when two poor struggling teams face each other, I always usually target the goals, unless it's literally a case of neither team has an offence at all. But they've got enough goals in them to to make me think that this can be an over. I think it's more of a case of I really like both defences to have a bad game. Daniele, thoughts on those two? Agree totally with the Steve goal line. Last weekend, Verona didn't score, but the expected goals were 2.97, the highest in Serie A. If it wasn't for the Fiorentina goalkeeper, Terracciano, who saved the penalty and made three fantastic saves, they would have deserved to score at least a couple. Verona changed the module in the last three weeks. They play with three up front and Suslov behind them. They've been more attacking. They scored two against Lecce and two in the games before at home, which my mind case. But, you know, the away form of Cagliari is poor, uh, no wins, only five goals scored, but they are a team that got a lot of epic in them. They score late goals, especially with Pavoletti. They will have a go. I think none of the defences are outstanding. Yeah, over 2.25 for me, it's almost a safe bet. Yeah, that's Verona Cagliari, and our first pick in Portugal comes next. It's been a bit of an overs league, over three and a half, running at nearly 10% ROI. Uh, this is 10.30 on Saturday morning Eastern. Steve? Vitoria Guimarães against Rio Ave. And I'm going both teams to score, Dan, uh, minus 114. Mm -hmm. I, I nearly went over here instead, but then I couldn't believe the price for both teams to score. So I you know, I prefer to have the one-all draw as a bit of cover, especially as Rio Ave have drawn uh, that scoreline five times this season. So definitely a scoreline you want on your side. I, I feel like that there's an expectation for a home win to nil here the way that's priced up. But if you look at Rio Ave, they have scored in most of their fixtures this year, bar two or three of them. You know, one of those against Sporting, which I'm not going to hold that against them too much. You know, one thing you you know about the sort of the Portuguese league is every side's going to have plenty of technicians who are capable of, of hitting the back of the net and and, and scoring the galatzas, if you know what I mean. I mean this it's Grimorais side is is pretty decent that like, nearly the whole squad scored at least one goal this year Dan. they've got a lot of goals in them the hosts here and i do expect they probably will win actually but i don't think they're going to win to nil because i think rio ave have shown enough underlying looks at them underlying metrics are not too bad either uh for rio ave i just don't think it's a guarantee that it's a home win to nil so it's a, it's a lot of it's a stats based play i had a look at both squads i think there's enough technical ability there for me to get involved in Rio Ave, to say that, they're on a decent enough goal-scoring run themselves. They're the team that we would be sweating more to hit the back of the net for us. 
but I'm confident they can deliver it. A big price. Uh, both teams score, yes, at minus 114. Feels really big these days, Dan, in, in, in today's modern soccer. Does doesn't it? Because Overs is he's always shorter, and mm. both teams to score. Yes, he's always a you know a different way that you can play it if you believe in both of the teams that can do it. So minus one one four for uh, Gimanesh against uh, Rio Ave. We've got some more leans before we uh, decide who's going to win, or at least predict who's going to win. Um, really interesting challenge, I think, this week with the players that the boys have gone for. Well, we talked about Roma as one of your leans. You've got another one which comes Friday twelve thirty. Uh, Stadio Olimpico, just rattle through your lean here for us. Yeah, Dan, I my lean is Lazio to to win the game or same price on the minus a half Asian handicap at plus 102. Um, I decided to, it's a lean they ticked up overnight. They were minus 104 and they moved up to plus 102. I think it's good enough to play at that price. This is the type of game that Lazio really need to win if they're going to climb the table. And, and, and if you look at the quality in their squad, it's the type of game they should be winning. There is quite a golf and the difference in quality between these two teams. At the end of the day, Empoli, they're, they're quite a poor team. Um, they've got they've won one, drawn two, and lost five at home so far this season. And uh, they do tend to lose to the, to the better teams. They've lost to uh, Inter, Atalanta, and Juve at home uh, so far this season. Uh, also Sassuolo, who perhaps I wouldn't put in the same league as the likes of Lazio, but... But yeah, looking at that Empoli home record, seeing where Lazio sit in the table, the quality that they've got in that squad, this is the type of game that they really need to be winning and that they would win in previous seasons. So so hopefully they can get the job done. Um, I think they've, they've got a more than 50% chance of, of winning this one. Uh, Daniele, 6.30am Saturday for yours Eastern time. Frostinoni, Juventus, what's the play or what's the lean? For me, it's both to score, minus 114. I know Juventus are masters of clean sheets and of the under uh, 2.5 goals, but I have a feeling Frosinone, who, by the way, the three best players are three Juventus Loanese, so I like Caio George and Baranecea, might cook something for them. 14 goals at home for Frosinone this season, same as Milan, two goals more than Napoli. When they play in front of the home crowd, only failed to score in three occasions. They will have a go. They were particularly unlucky against Lecce. They won the expected goals there. Juventus, on the other hand, obviously need to fight for the Scudetto. They got three more points in the table compared uh, to last season. Only scored one more goal compared to last season. 25 goals. What do you expect? Basically, it's the same team after all. I think they'll score Juventus, but they might lick the odd one. Probably a 2-1 win for them. Minus 114. Both to score. Uh, and Steve, uh, you've gone Atlanta-Bologna. We had some opinion with a hot dog with Will. Um, but for you, Atalanta might be the play. I was. This was nearly my hot dog. It was nearly opposing hot dogs on this show, <laughs> Dan, and which would have been interesting because uh, I, I I really like what I've seen from Atalanta recently. They did me in in the Euro, Euro uh, League, didn't they? Rakoff. I couldn't believe how motivated and the squad was. They just looked really together. They've got a lot of goals in them, as you know, Dan. I, I um really do like sides that can score and hit the back of a net a lot. I do wonder with Bologna, they've just beaten into in the cup. That's an emotional high, surely, after extra time. Yeah, that's a big result for them. And they could be flat after that. I mean, it's not often you beat the best side in the, in the country, is it? So I looked at them as my hot dog potentially on the money line. I, the lean would be uh, DMB. But um, yeah, I was just going to ask Danielli a lot about this Bologna team, what the expectations were from them pre-season. Actually, no, I mean, where would people it, it, put them? 
for them to finish in the top seven and to come back to Europe after 21 years, it will be big. But mm. as I said, he's a team that has been built with a lot of criteria, with a lot of intelligence, really. They got a lot of young players that are going to increase their value and a manager that's been talked to uh, for the biggest jobs in Italy. So the thing is, Bologna plays well, goes toe to toes with many of opponents, pretty much everyone. And they got the habits of taking points of top teams at home. They've taken top teams, the, the points against top teams all year long last season and this season. So obviously, Atalanta is in that bracket, but he's about control for uh, Bologna. As I said before, it's a risky one. It could go e- either way. Uh, I think it's more likely of both to score, but uh, I can see why you went uh, You went for Atalanta. Interesting that we've uh, got a lot of opinion on that game as well, which is good to see. Uh, let's just remind everyone of the official plays, though, uh, for the head-to-head. Really good this week. Will, remind everyone of your two picks. So my shorter price play at minus 129 is that Letty win and under four and a half goals. And then my much more risky play is Inter win. Both teams to score, yes. That's versus Lecce at plus 225. That alone could win it. Daniele, what's uh, what's your play? Just remind everyone. So staying with Inter, Lecce, the San Siro on Saturday, Inter to have over 6.5 corners plus 102. And then the last game of the match day in Italy, Roma, Napoli, who, by the way, is nicknamed the Derby of the Sun, although there are a lot of clouds over these two clubs recently. Roma, Asian Handicap, zeros, minus 107. Brilliant stuff. Uh, Steve, really interesting picks here. Um, Will won it midweek, courtesy of a big price play, gone even bigger with one of the picks this time around. How do you see it? What, what are we saying? <sighs> I'm struggling. I might need you here to come and help me, Dan, because uh, I, yeah. I, I'm really hard to predict. If if Danielli can avoid the knockout blow, he's obviously in a good position. Yeah. But that's a yeah. big big punch potentially coming. That, that, this is it. if that if that lands, if that connects, well, we know that Danielli's <laughs> going to be on the floor, unfortunately. You know, but it is a big swing, and if if Danielli can duck it and and weave away. <laughs> And and land and land a few little jabs. It could go the other way. It's it's a really it all hangs on that inter game, which is going to be really interesting to watch. I get the sense, you know, because it's the first time we've had such a big price play. I think that it just might hit, you know, Inter to win both teams to score, and that'll be that. But we'll see. Big Deontay Wilder knockout blow. It it would be Uh, just uh, Daniel. Just to the point, uh, and we'll wrap up in just a second. Just just to the point of. Italian games over, over this sort of period. It's, period. it's relatively new, isn't it? Um, there was more of a sort of break. I mean, what, what have, you, have you noticed anything in terms of sort of that betters can pick on? Is there fewer goals? Are there more home wins? I know we've only had a few years, haven't we, where we've had this sort of programme over Christmas. I think the TV people like it, don't they, I think? Yeah, they do. Well, we had a Boxing Day programme a couple of yeah. years ago, but they only lasted one year. And yeah, it's quite an, it's quite unusual. Uh, but, you know, in, in terms of uh, if you can pick anything unusual, well, no, because it's the same number of games and they, they play at the weekend, so there's no midweek games. There shouldn't be too many rotations. Perhaps the only variable was this Coppa Italia games scattered previous week and this week but other than that is a full rest for the players well if we had an effect on the Italian side we'll find out March April time where the European competition really kick on but uh, for now on well the show must go on and uh, we'll have uh, we'll have uh, a full match day now and before uh, New Year's Eve uh, Daniel is going to depress us all in a moment I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be on Christmas I'm up north 
to visit some family. I'll be just outside of Macclesfield. Right. Steve, where are you going to be? Oh, I'll be in, in Yorkshire, as, as per yeah. usual. It's not a bad place yeah. to be in the north, Dan. <laughs> Will, where are you going to be? I'm going to be in Austin, Texas, actually. Oh, my God. Well, oh, hang on. This has come, come out of left field. I thought you were going to be in southwest London. No, no. Uh, Christmas Eve, we're flying out to, to Texas to, to soak up a bit of sun and uh, spend some time with the in-laws, hopefully see a bit of live music. So, yeah, all good. Fantastic stuff. I was going to say that Danielle is going to depress all. You depressed me as well. Dan, I think Danielle has still got the kicker. Danielle, yeah, tell us where you are. Too. Well, I have, I have exchanged the gloom and rain of Norfolk <laughs> for the sun of Sicily, already flown back to two days ago, but it's not uh, all great because I missed my flight, so I had to fly a couple of hours later. Ah, well, you're still in Sicily. Brilliant. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, look, um, uh, Steve, great to have you. Uh, Daniele, great to have you back on the show. And uh, Will as well, thanks for your company. Uh, good luck to everyone with the plays over the course of this weekend. That is uh, a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European show. I will be back with Steve next week, as will one of Will or Daniele. He'll be up against uh, Spanish football expert Rui Barlow. I stay across all of our Bet Rivers content this weekend. Hello, someone's got the drinks in already. No, um, it's the uh, coffee. <laughs> I just knocked the coffee cup, sorry. <laughs> Bar up because we win. The bar's open in Sicily already. From all of us now, happy holidays. Um, and uh, all of the European team, wish all of our listeners and viewers a Merry Christmas. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.